Time now for Hear Me Out with your host, Betsy Esparza. Hear Me Out is brought to you by Front Street Books, your hometown independent bookstore. The Alpine Police Department has a new chief, and chances are you know him. As word spread a couple of weeks ago that the retirement of Chief Robert Martin was imminent, so too, like wildfire, did it spread that Daryl was going to get the call, and everybody knew Daryl who, but I'll tell you anyway. Daryl Lasoya was born and raised in Alpine. He enlisted in the Navy when he was just 16 with his parents' permission and shoved off for San Diego after graduating from AHS in 1989. After serving in the Naval Reserves, he received an honorable, dis- an honorable discharge on Memorial Day 1993. A week later, he was working at the Brewster County Jail. A year later, he was hired on at the Alpine Police Department as a graduate of the Sol Ross Academy. There are leadership positions at the City of Alpine that have remained open since May, including the City Manager and City Secretary. The appointment of Chief Lasoya comes during rough waters, when a familiar name and face may help to steady the ship. I have known the Chief a long time, as I know many of you have. Welcome, Chief Lasoya. (laughs) So, you and I have had a couple of good talks recently. Things have been rocky uh, at the city, and that happens from time to time. It's not new. And you've been working with the Texas Municipal Police Association and have sat through some city council meetings around the state and found that dysfunction isn't uncommon. Correct. Right? Definitely. How many city managers have you have you worked through? I was, I was trying to go back. I'm sure I missed some, but I, I think I got 10. Uh, and so my time started with Doug Lively, I'm sorry, Jerry Carvajal, and then Doug Lively as a city manager, all the way to current. So I've, I've seen a lot in my time. Seen some stuff. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when we talked the other day, you said you felt like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, definitely. Can you talk yes. a little bit more about that? You know, the first of all, Megan Antrim, she, she's so intelligent. Uh, she knows numbers and she's picking a staff that can help her to um, lead the city in the right direction. Megan is the chief financial officer or, or, or finance director. Correct. Um, and is serving as the interim city manager. Correct. Okay, sorry, go ahead. And so along with the, the staff that she's, that she's uh, choosing, uh, and of course with the permission of the city council, I think w- w- there is a light at the tunnel. At the end of the tunnel, like you mentioned, I've I've sat through uh, a few city council meetings, some out in West Texas, uh, some in El Paso, and uh, others uh, uh, closer to San Angelo. And so, dysfunction is are, is very common amongst the city councils and uh, I, I, I have a positive outlook with what the council that we have now. Having been through it before gives you a sense of, of what's, a, what's ahead and how to hold things together. Yes ma'am. With your department. Yes ma'am. Um, moving on, um, being a law enforcement officer in America right now isn't easy. Correct. Um, and, and we had talked before in, um, about the, how that, that's kind of 
it's kind of cyclical from time to time. Yes, ma'am. Um, September 11th, for example. Yes, ma'am. Everyone loved police officers and right. fire department or uh, firemen and um, during uh, after the school shooting here. Yes, ma'am. The Zuzu case. Yes, ma'am. Lots of lots of um, pats on the back. Correct. Locally. Right. Um, so that kind of has its ups and downs. Yes, ma'am. Do you feel that? Do you feel in Alpine what you think people feel across the nation? In Alpine, no. I I, I think that even on either side of the of the parties, I think we have the support of our community, uh, and it's all positive. the The main thing is is to provide a good service where they can trust you and to be consistent uh, with the decisions and uh, and build that base of, of unifying the community. And how do you lead the officers who work for, for you um, through a time like this? To keep their head up, for one thing. Uh, no matter what, uh, you know, as, even as an administrator, I can always, uh, Monday morning qu- quarterback, a situation and 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 tell the officers you should have done this differently or um, you made the wrong decision or in in a lot of cases you made the correct decision and so the it's important to make sure that they understand that they got the support from their administrator and regardless of, of what happens in the prosecution side the officer do the their job to the best of their ability and to provide a good case so that the prosecutor can can uh, uphold it and that's all that that's all i ask you've worked in this department with a few bad apples yes ma'am it happens right how do you work around that well you have to hold all the officers uh responsible for that uh in 90 in 95 when i was hired full-time off a, a grant program they hired three officers, and the one of the officers wasn't uh, the best of officers, and he he made us uh, he made an he we made an arrest, and he made the incident even worse than it should have been. And I had a good uh, captain at that time; it, his name was James Dunks, and he fired him on the spot, and that's that's the response what all officers need to do is is to don't sit there quiet if they see something wrong and and speak up regardless of their first day on the job to to 27 years down the road so it's important that all officers are uh, responsible for that and held accountable yes ma'am ready for a break we'll be back we'll be right back right after this word from french feet books for the whole area. From birds to wildlife, geology and hiking, maps and guides to make your visit the most enjoyable, Front Street has it all. Alpine and the Big Bend have so much to offer everyone. Front Street Books endeavors to be a supporter of all things important in our area. Informative programs and interviews are so valuable for our community. It is a pleasure to support them. Front Street Books thanks all those that participate in these community efforts. We're back. Chief LaSoya, there's a perception in the community that APD and the Brewster County Sheriff's Office are often at odds. 
How do you address that? They're correct. <laughs> Straight up. That, uh, unfortunately, uh, that happens in, in situations. Uh, and uh, it's important that um, the administrators of, of, of the agencies communicate with each other, hash out their differences, and work for the greater community. And uh, regardless of what um, odds they have against each other, they, they need to put them aside and, and work together. In the end, when you come into a situation where everyone is required to be at their best. Correct. And it could be life or death. Yes. You need each other. You betcha. You know, the, um, <laughs> Ronnie Dotson and, and uh, Russell Scan, they had their differences, and they, and they communicated, and they get across those. And that was always the thing. In, in the, you know, when we had the, the day of the school shooting, we had the, the school shooting to have to deal with. We had the bomb threats across the community, the university, hospital, courthouses, and we all worked together to, to make sure that everyone was safe. And we unified together and provided a good service to our community that day. We had the assistance of uh, all these federal agencies, and it, and it all worked out. I think that, that was clear, the, clear that day. Yes, ma'am. That you guys were unified, and it was... Um, it was obvious and it was appreciated. I mean, that if anything came from that, um, it, there there was I think uh, a sense of pride from from the community that you guys had done the best job that you could together. Right, and you know I I've known Ronnie Dotson a long time, and uh, and we haven't always got along, but we always we can communicate and and figure things out, and that's what that's what leaders have to do right nothing's perfect exactly you got to have each other's back in the end right <laughs> so is competition a good thing in law enforcement i i think so uh, you have to provide that good service it just like any type of, of retail you have to provide a service uh, you know one of the things that i have to do is when i present my grants i'm competing against other agencies to try to get that money to uh, to my agency and if I, I, I have to compete against these. And so my presentation has to be good. My, my work has to be good. And, and you need that. And if, if I don't provide that, that uh, uh, if I don't have that competition to provide my community that, that uh, the sense of, uh, of that their needs are being met, then they'll outsource. And so I don't want that. Martin, you had a good question earlier about uh, some bicycle cops. Yes, uh, yeah, I was wondering if uh, if you had any plans of uh, maybe uh, having some officers patrol on bicycle. So I, I, I'm glad you brought that up. So one of the last, um, I guess, competitions I had against other agencies was <laughs> was to make a presentation for a grant, and uh, I was I was number one on that grant list. And I did a presentation on bicycle. Uh, uh, so we're going to be getting some bicycles here soon, and uh, along with equipment and the training. And so we're going to be able to put some officers out in the streets, and uh, I'm going to need some more officers to, to get out there. And so they're going to be physically fit and able to, to move around on those bicycles. Yeah. Uh, how many officers are on? Right now we have uh, 10 officers, and we have three positions open. And so uh, that's... 
I'm I'm pushing for for more uh, exercising in their in their routines and and get them moving. So. Yeah. Well, it's also great that they'll be uh, being on bicycles. They'll be more able to interact with the community and get to know people on a one-on-one basis, as opposed to being in their vehicles. Right, and and so they'll they'll also have bicycle racks on their cars. So if they, if they ever come to that moment where they need to load up their bicycle and, and take off in a car, they can do that as well. So. You know, when you were speaking about the competitions between the the different police agencies. For just for fun, uh, the sheriff's department and the city police ought to either play softball or cornhole or have some kind of competition, and with the, as a benefit, that might be a kind of a fun thing to. Uh, right, that is with a, the winner getting bragging rights only. That, that I, I I think we need to call out Ronnie Dodson right now on some <laughs> on some cornhole or something. Yeah, find out what he's not good at. I guess <laughs> don't ask him because he'll tell you there's nothing he's not good at. Right, but, of which course, which is probably true. So, but. Uh, no, the um, I think it is fantastic that the uh, that you've become the police chief. Is Thank it's, you, sir. It's, it's long in coming, and uh, as I mentioned off the air, you're homegrown. You know the community. You went to school here. You, you've worked here, and uh, I think you're a great fit for this position. Thank you. You know, from day one, as far as I can remember, my number one thing is service. Uh, most people know my parents. And when Josie would get after me, it was always providing. We we had the we ran the restaurant, and so we always had to provide a service to the community. And so my mom was always m- making sure that that uh, I was on my game. And so when I joined the military, and when I uh, going from there in, into into public service here in the community, it's always been about service. Yeah. We're, we're very fortunate in Alpine, as, as most smaller towns, that uh, we don't have uh, – I know we have crime, but we don't have it – we don't have gangs on the street corners. We don't have people getting mugged. We don't have uh, numerous break-ins. I'm, I'm sure there, there are things that happen. Uh, what do you see as some of the, the bigger problems in Alpine and as far as law enforcement? Just to, to real quickly interject, sure. Daryl had, had told me before – he feels like the caseload is about half as much now as right. when he first started. So that's good. That's a that's a good number. Yes. So um, I told the younger guys I, I was in a, either in a foot chase or uh, a fight when I almost every weekend when I when I first started. This is true. You know, I, I think back twenty thirty years ago. You're right. There'd be a, uh, there'd be a Saturday night brawl somewhere. Right. I remember going to the to the crystal when I first started out, and and I was looking for the victim, and the victim was underneath the vehicle where he got knocked out, and he was laying underneath the car, and and so yes, definitely. But to go back to your question, the I think the number one the number one problem in my eyes is that we have a meth problem in Alpine, and I have one officer that's concentrating on that and trying to work with the other agencies to to so that we all together can handle this situation and and get it down to where it's controlled. Okay. Is there some type of, uh, uh, other than arrest, is there, uh, there's, meth is obviously, it's a problem clear across the country. And right. uh, uh, is is there some type of program to to put people in to, you know, get them off of the so the drugs? Um, th- there are some programs. Unfortunately, there's nothing close. And um, I have made contact with with uh, faith, a faith-based uh, 
kind of rehab out of Houston that they're willing to trans basically all they have to do is just stay in the program and they'll work with them yeah, because arrest isn't necessarily a deterrent to, to, no, those, to that, those people that's no. just part of being an addict right yeah. and in the problem that it causes us a lot of times they consider themselves it's um, self-inflicted right and so there's no victim but when they're breaking into our houses and in or or opening up opening up doors to to vehicles and instilling the property from inside of them that's where we have our that's where they put all of us into it yeah. and so we don't like that uh, to see that in our community and we want to do everything that we can to to yeah. correct it and uh, another thing that I've noticed, and I don't know if there's anything that you can do about it, but I'm thinking that probably one of the worst intersections for accidents has got to be where McDonald's is, that right there. <coughs> because I'll constantly see people stopping at that blinking light. And, uh, They're not from here. I, so, I, I, <laughs> I understand, but, I but, have, but am I correct yes. in that being one of the, wor the worst locations? It, I don't know if it's, it's the worst. But. No, it, it, it actually isn't. But it's very aggravating, though, yeah. when you see somebody stop at the intersection when it's a yellow flashing light. Yeah. And, um, and I wonder I if, there's no, if, there's, if there were no light there at all, just the stop signs. I, is, I, is that, would that be better, I guess? I, I have point. mentioned to, to our, our textile engineer, and so uh, I won't mention his name on the, inter yeah. on the air. So. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I have mentioned it to him, and so that we definitely need to take care of some of our uh, – intersections in, in in town that that are causing some problems um also if you notice on fifth street between fifth and avenue on uh between avenue e and holland there is no yellow stripe in between the road and so when we get people c coming from out of town they think it's a one way and they're on the opposite side of the road uh, or they're parking in in the park correct the lane. yes yeah. and, and, and former police chief martin at one point was uh sort of petitioning for uh, lower speed limits on the city streets the 25 mile an hour uh, with that is there anything going to change on that not that not in the near future there are some areas that do need to be addressed that there are problems um but for the most most point uh, no the um, a lot of times it, it it's it's just it's a slippery slope of, on how you do it. Yeah, so it's, it's hard to make every road right. run speed limit because, mm -hmm. for instance, I'll give you a great example is Cemetery Road. Right. I mean, if you had to go 20 miles an hour on that road, you'd fall it, asleep before you got to the, the uh, right. cycling and, center. Right. And so, you, you know, the, a lot of times, especially going on down Cemetery Road, I mean, have you, have you ever been down a procession, a uh, uh, funeral procession oh, down yeah. that road? We're doing about 10 miles per hour, yeah. and that's... And that's uh, yeah not too not too far from there so yeah. there there's it, it feels like you're going through a cemetery um so uh yeah there we definitely need to address some of the areas but i don't think that it needs to be a yeah uh, a uh, whole community -wide. yeah I, th I, I like to see things stay with the way they are now without you know maybe some some minor changes you know tweaking yes, but uh, yes sir yeah sounds like a good workshop with the council to for them to sort of weigh in in their wards and see right. if there's not something that needs to be reviewed. I've, d I've done a couple of uh, speed surveys for some of the problem areas. Um, one was Gallego. And so the, the the speed limit in certain area was was 20. And, of course, those, those cars weren't going from 
First Street to 7th Street, it's 20 miles per hour. And my recommendation was to raise it to raise it to 30. A lot of the cars go slow, and the only the, the only um, problem was was while there's some actual something actually going on at the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times when people see that, anyways, they they do slow down. And and the speed survey that I did showed that. And so they're again they're it's not across the community but it needs to be there needs to be some changes to some of the areas all right yeah daryl thank you thank you for your service thank you ma'am again daryl thank you congratulations thank you, and uh thank you wish you many years here i know you've got uh, tw uh, 27 years under your right. belt but you're still a young man so <laughs> you got a lot more time here i just turned 50 so i'm not i'm not feeling too bad so well, you're doing wonderful Hear Me Out is on Facebook, where we post information about upcoming program notes and other interesting links from around the area and the state. Find us on Apple Podcasts so you'll never miss a show. Search Hear Me Out Alpine and click on follow. If you missed the show, you can go back and listen to the podcast, which is uploaded about an hour after the live broadcast on Tuesdays. You can also email us at hearmeoutalpine at gmail.com.